Every time I hear our intro music, this this intro that, that you put together, yes, as you bash your yes, foot against that was the my heel, wow, into the bench, ow. Every time I hear it, uh, are you okay? I'm okay. All right, it's like a roller coaster of, like oh, I get pumped up and then like immediately come down. So it's like Megadeth, then come down, and then Ramones. We're not Ramones. Uh, the Branson. Right? Yeah. It's rancid, right? The, yeah. The, yeah, the, rancid's the, in there. Yeah. All different things. We yeah. have like all different kinds of music. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun because like the way oh. I, I put the change in, like the cut, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, we're over here now. Yeah. But yeah, I've gotten some compliments. We've, we've received compliments on it. It's just too bad that we can't uh, in- include it in our YouTube exactly. or other video presentations because... Unfortunately, copyright, censorship, whatever the word is. But I'm a pirate. Arg. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Homemaker Podcast. A special bonus episode. Yes. Yay, bonus. Yay. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife. Hi. Hi. The lovely Monique. Hello. Hi. Thank you. So yeah, bonus episode. Yes. Bonus, bonus. With a friend. Yeah. We talk uh, with our buddy Ketsuban. Yes. And actually, we don't really talk much about stuff that we normally would talk about, I guess, like lately especially, but yeah. but instead we, 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 we did some wrestling. Well, yeah, because we were on his show uh, not too long ago, and he was really intrigued when we talked about our wrestling background. And so we started, you know, chit-chatting about wrestling, and he loved that we talked about, like, TV shows and movies, and then we did watch-alongs, and we talked about doing a watch-along together. So we recorded this, and now available, he released his, because we recorded two matches with him and he recorded two matches with us. Yeah. He made that a full episode. And then there's an additional bonus content of us with Ketsuban on his show, The Wrong Warp. If you are part of his one up club yes, and you can subscribe to that and hear, that was a really fun conversation. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so he joined us. We watched some wrestling and it was really fun. Yeah. We just, we, we did, like Monique said, we watched two matches and, and fun, funny enough, the whole watch along wrestling thing we did previously, the one that we did, you and I, mm-hmm. when we watched that entire oh gosh, the whole pay-per-view. WCW pay-per-view, <laughs> which was torture. But that was like one of our most downloaded it episodes. Was. I'm like, what? So many people. I didn't think anybody would listen to that. <laughs> I thought maybe we get like the person who requested it and maybe one or two more. That's what and then I like thought the too. automatic downloads. But yeah, like <laughs> yeah. it was the most downloaded. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean so. they're they're fun to do. I think when you're doing a whole pay per view, it's kind of long. Yeah, I, they're, they're, it's definitely fun. I mean, 
we're just sitting and talking about something that we probably would have watched anyway, but just yeah, we're just we're just giving our comment. Our commentary, kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, like I'll toss in some some history or, you know, like some behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on at the time, if I know or read about it or something, if I know. I mean, it's not like I was there or anything, but, you know, just stuff that I read about at the time or whatever. And yeah. I drop in the puns and the jokes and the color commentary. Of course. So, it, yeah, we just we just have fun with it. It is. We have fun. And we hope everyone has fun listening to this. And for everyone listening, you can find these matches. The first one that we did was WrestleMania 10 with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. And we watched that through the Peacock Network. Yes. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube uh, if you can't, if you don't have Peacock. God, Peacock. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a whole other episode. To, yeah. The second match was Jake the Snake versus Earthquake from April 27th, 1991. We watched that on YouTube. So... YouTube changes where the ads are, so if your ads aren't syncing up where ours were, that's okay. Just you can sync it up on your own. Yeah, it would have what an incredible pain those YouTube ads are, but yeah, ah, the but world yeah. we live in. So you had chose the Shawn Michaels match, yes. and then I chose the Jake the Snake, mm-hmm. and yep. yeah, yes, definitely. Then, yeah, so they were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and so. I want to I want to say thank you to Ketsuban. Uh, for joining us for you know having this bonus episode and I think I mentioned that the one he did is not bonus but yeah we just we love Ketsuban. Ketsuban's a good guy. He really is. He's awesome. He's a wonderful person and we just enjoy you know that we're very thankful we can call him a friend. Yes. He's a great person and we hope everyone listens to his show The Wrong Warp. Absolutely. Yes. All right so without further ado Get on over to Peacock, if you have it. Or YouTube. And watch along with the Homewrecker Podcast and Ketsuban. Enjoy. All right, so we're in at one hour... 54 minutes and 30 seconds of WrestleMania 10 on yes. Peacock. Yeah, we're going to watch the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Yes. Ramon. <laughs> All right, Ketsu Ban, my man, are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's hit play in three, two, one, boom. Get the two intercontinental belts hanging there. Awesome. Yes. Was this uh, like a big match back in the day, Alex? It was. Yeah. I, what happened? Uh, I guess for some backstory, it, it, this was in March of '94. It was I want to say September of '93. Shawn Michaels was the intercontinental champion, and he failed a drug test. But he refused to, uh, I, I guess he failed a uh, drug test that said he took steroids. He refused, or, or uh, he, he denied taking steroids, said, I didn't take any steroids. I took a lot of things, but I didn't take any steroids. And Vince McMahon said, well, you failed the test, so you got to relinquish the belt. You got to give it back. 
And Shawn Michaels was like, I'm not giving you the belt back because I didn't, I didn't do steroids, whatever. And so they stripped him of the belt on TV and he just sat home for six weeks or whatever it was. They crowned a new Intercontinental Champion, which ended up being Razor Ramon. And then he comes back from his six-week suspension and he's still got his Intercontinental belt. Razor Ramon's got his belt, so they're now fighting here at WrestleMania to see who's the true Intercontinental Champion. Like that guy's mullet. Uh, the mullet's back here. But so back then we're so awesome. His nice little curls. <laughs> and that's a real mullet. You see that, people now, they're like dipping their toes in the mullet. Mm. This is a freaking mullet. Oh, yes. yeah. Someone who, who is sure they want a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, here comes the bad guy, Razor Ramon. So at the time, there really had never been a match uh, like this on a national stage. I think this is the, this is the first time it was ever on pay-per-view, a ladder match. Who were you going for during this when it was happening? I was always a Shawn Michaels fan, mm-hmm. even when he was a bad guy, just because I, I appreciated the, the athleticism and, and, and his ring style and his ring work. Uh, and this was before I ever even got into wrestling, but I, but I was always a big fan of his. Oh, yeah, I guess I just realized in 93, I was one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I take it you've never seen this match before? Nope. Well, you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did a lot of stuff in this that, I mean, again, it, this is the first time a ladder match had ever really been done on a national stage. Now, ladder matches were done a lot prior to this. Um Brett the Hitman Hart is actually the one that brought the idea to the WWF. And he and Shawn Michaels had a ladder match at a non-televised show in uh, in Maine back in 1992. That's but, when I was born. Ah, there you go. But uh, what happened was uh, Bret Hart's dad used to run a promotion in Calgary. And they used to have ladder matches there all the time. But it was a it was a regional promotion. It wasn't really anything that was nationwide or, or worldwide, I should say. So this is the first time ever really on a worldwide or national scale that people ever saw a ladder match. This is kind of the birth of the ladder match. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right, so the Look bell ring. people Yeah. Yeah, it's Madison oh Square God. Garden. Yeah. yeah. It's a novel site now, right? <laughs> seeing seeing <laughs> people in a building. <laughs> I feel like even before COVID, shit wasn't getting packed out like that. Yeah, it was rare. It was rare. So yeah, this was this was a this was a new thing, really. Who's who here? So Shawn Michaels is the one in the white with the little red hearts. Yeah, and Razor Ramon's the other guy with the razors, with the razors on his behind. On his, yeah, <laughs> I guess I could have figured that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making it clear for everyone listening, yep. watching the match. And Shawn Michaels is the heel. He's the bad guy in this. So he, Shawn Michaels, you said he's the guy who wouldn't give the belt back. Right, correct, yeah. He just did like a fucking front flip. Yeah, I mean, Shawn Michaels has always been super athletic. Yeah, he's a, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the best, the best pro wrestler of all time. In my opinion, 
Shawn Michaels? Yes. Mm. In my opinion. He was on uh, WWF, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah, he was always a WWF guy. He never went I to him. Okay. Yeah, he never went to WCW. He started, uh, this was 94. He started, I think, in 85. And he oh, was wrestling. 85 is when Mario came out. Was that really? Is that really? Yeah. No kidding. Yep. Oh, wow. I, 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 there's some well, trivia I was like, for my you. parents I had a video store, that. and we sold, we had video games we would rent out. So my parents got the Nintendo console, Ooh. like, when they had the video store, and we got to play all the games for free. You were lucky. Yes, I was. So that was Diesel that just clotheslined Razor Ramon on the outside of the ring. And he's about to get. <laughs> he's about to get kicked out. <laughs> so he was just in the audience. No, he he was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Yeah, he came out with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of a coordinated thing, almost. It seems like. Yeah. 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 So he the- he clotheslines Razor Ramon behind the ref's back, but the ref. Knew something happened, I guess. One of the few times that a pro wrestling ref actually (laughs) catches something. Was that a thing back then to do things literally behind the ref's back? Yes. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you do it in front of them, you're going to get kicked out. Right. Yeah. Why why would the ref's back ever be turned? There's different things. Somebody could be distracting the ref. There's a bunch of different reasons Mm -hmm. why. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's, it's the... If there's a manager, if the bad guy, if the heel wrestler has a manager or a, a bodyguard in this case, the heel wrestler will distract the referee while his manager, you know, does something dastardly ah. behind the ref's back. Yeah, and and essentially what it what it is, it's just a way to get the crowd pissed off mm-hmm. and just get, yeah, so get it's people written. Yeah, yeah. All everything here, everything is designed. Everything in pro wrestling. Well, I don't know about now, but back then. When wrestling was good, and I say that because this is when they were drawing huge crowds and it was actually compelling and good, yeah. everything was done and designed to get a reaction from the people. That's what everything is designed yeah. for. In a way, I think that that concept is almost what I like in podcasting. Like for someone to put in effort and yeah. someone to want to be trying, that's what I like about you guys compared to uh, a lot of other shows, but even uh, even with this type of show. You guys try, and that's the thing I look for. Well, it's what a, like what a concept. You trying. gotta try, <laughs> but like, yeah, the thought with that is Ooh. like, as a kid watching these matches, and when the bad guy, you know, somebody you can't stand, when they're cheating, you feel that inside. You're like. Like, when I was a kid, I used to, like, watch wrestling, and I would go to wrestling matches anytime the WWF came to Lowell, Mass. And I just, like, watching it on TV as a kid, I wanted to, like, run through the TV and get in that ring, you know, and come help out my favorite yeah. wrestler, you know? And then if, if the bad guy was cheating or whoever was their opponent who I didn't like, it's like I wanted to get involved. You get that passion inside where it's just, like... It's like this electric feeling of even though you're not there and you're just watching it, or if you're in the building, you're watching it, but it it feels like you're a part of it. Yeah, like it matters. Yeah. yeah. That's a concept too, isn't it? I remember being a kid when things mattered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we treat everything as if, uh, eh, who cares? Well, 
we need to keep that like childlike wonder about things and let kids keep that, you know, because when you're a kid and people are like, oh, it's fake. Like, why, why do you have to do that? Let them have their fun. You know, yeah. it's like, and it's not that it's fake per se, it's scripted, but just enjoy it. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, nobody shits on anyone watching a Marvel movie and like, being like, yeah, getting caught up in it. So what's the difference with wrestling? And yeah, here I mean, comes a ladder. <laughs> there really isn't a difference. I mean, unfortunately, what you said hits a little bit too close to home for me. Just yesterday, I don't watch what I say. Just yesterday, my son said to me, I don't even remember what we were talking about. He looked at me. He's like, yeah, dad, space is fake. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, and, and then I'm, I literally had to explain, oh, my God. He's fucking him up. I literally had to explain yesterday to my four-year-old that space and Santa Claus, they aren't, we're not sure that they're real. Maybe they are, but we need to just go ahead and pretend that they are uh, in most instant, in most instances. And I literally explained to my four-year-old son that most parents lie to their kids Mm -hmm. and most kids believe in things like Santa Claus. And that if you go and tell them the truth, It'll hurt their feelings and they're going to miss out on fun and that we can still celebrate Christmas and Santa Claus and space. We can celebrate those things and have just as much fun as everyone else. I just need you to keep in your back pocket that it's probably fake. And that's fine. But like, you know, I look at like with wrestling and everything, it's like, is Razor Ramon really hurt? Probably not. But watching this match and, oh, you know, Shawn Michaels, is he going to get the belt? Did you say probably not? They're wailing each other with a fucking ladder. I'm just saying. <laughs> and back, to the extent. And, and back then, this <laughs> ring fucking hurt so bad. What and was that, Alex? The the ring? Yeah. It it was it was it was designed the the way it was always explained to me was and and here you go, nice little moon. <laughs> full moon. Oh my god. <laughs> but I uh, would never fly today. <laughs> no. <laughs> But he pulled his full ass out. (laughs) The way it was explained to me was the the WWF rings were designed to because New York, where the WWF uh, originally started, was always considered a big man's wrestling territory. So before they went nationwide, New York was essentially the Northeast where that that was like the hub of, of wrestling back then. And it was always known as a big man territory, meaning it was always where the, the huge monster giant type guys would go. You know, Andre the Giant, Gorilla Monsoon, those type of guys, always the big, big guys. And they would Even have to... Like physically big. Physically big, yeah. So they they made the rings specifically to, I guess, you know, just to, to, to support that, that kind of body weight, that kind of mass. And those guys, because the rings were so hard would not they, they kind of developed a style that was more they used to call it New York style. That's where you you'd have they'd throw a punch but they'd stomp the mat to make the sound. That's where that all originated from was up here, uh in 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 this territory. So Vince McMahon, when he got the promotion from his father, he never changed the rings. And he was always still using guys like Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy, those type of big guys, the twin towers, those guys. 
where they just never changed the rings. They left. Oh, them. Shawn Michaels! Ooh, wow, yeah, taking a bump off the ladder onto the so rope and onto the. These mat. guys are taking these these bumps, these falls in that really stiff, hard ring, and I've bumped in that type of ring, and it is not pretty. I'd rather take a bump on my kitchen floor than bump in that wrestling ring. It it was that hard. A bump is is taking a fall, like when a guy gets body slammed or suplexed or. You gets punched so and lands on his back. That's that's what like, they call that. It's like on purpose, but it does actually hurt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you're trained as a wrestler. Hopefully, you're trained properly in how to protect yourself and how to fall and how to take the fall properly, evenly distribute the the your the, body weight, your body weight, and everything. Tuck your chin. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of tricks that they teach you in, in order to protect yourself and and not get seriously injured, but it hurts. You feel it. Mm-hmm. It definitely hurts. Uh so back then in 94, the rings were still really hard. They eventually changed the rings back in 98, and that's when Vince McMahon himself started getting in the ring <laughs> and wrestling. So he realized, holy shit, these fucking rings hurt, and if I'm going to be in them, we're going to change them. That's that's pretty much what happened. And that's when Stone Cold was getting big and all that. That's when he really took off. And that's when they finally changed the rings. And now they're they're not as hard. They're not as bad. They're a little more friendly for the to the body. You could say. I mean, what is it? Is it like plywood with rubber on top of it, or what? Yeah, there's it? like a there's like an inch uh, an inch thick uh, padding laid out over plywood. They're they're like I think they're four by six, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure the WWF ring because it is bigger. It's a 20 by 20 foot ring. Uh, most other rings everywhere else are 18 by 18. Uh, so the WWF has always had the biggest ring. Um, but underneath the plywood is is just steel. There's no spring. I don't know where that myth ever came from. Well, it from. looks bouncy. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have thought that there's a, literally a spring in there. But I remember being a kid, and even now, it... it um, someone gets slammed they appear to bounce they do now yeah because the rings have changed uh significantly um but this ring here the bump it was it was very very hard very so that's hard. just a fucking floor <laughs> kind of pretty much it's, it's not as bad as a boxing ring a boxing ring is essentially just like a a stage with ropes around it uh so it's not as bad as a boxing ring but it's it's pretty close to one you know, my favorite when I was a, a kid, when I would watch um, wrestling and stuff like that, my favorite thing, God damn, he just beat his own ass with that ladder. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> my favorite thing was when people, they, they would uh, go under the mat, and I think it was Theo Vaughn, he said they keep a whole Home Depot department store under the mat. They'd be pulling out fucking ladders, chairs, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. plywood. Yeah. Can you tell me like about some of the crazy things that uh, people have pulled out? Oh yeah, it, it all. Jeez, fire extinguishers, uh, barbed wire, baseball mm-hmm. bats. I mean, you yeah. name it. What whatever the whatever the match the storyline calls for, you mm-hmm. can anything it can store under a ring has been under there. So do they put it under the ring prior to the match, yeah. or is there actually like a ton of stuff under there at all times? Not at all times. I think it all depends on whatever the the show calls for. So I know like WWE, they travel with it. Jeez, like nowadays, especially, well, when they do start traveling again, they have, I think it's like eight full-size tractor trailer trucks that that transport everything, the lights, the ring, the sets, Mm -hmm. 
so they have everything. And and like if you've ever been backstage at a WWE show, there's I mean they have like a whole wardrobe department that travels with them. They have like a like a, a props guy. Uh, they have like a, a stunt guy, the an effects guy. Group. It's it's like a whole production, yeah. So they have everything. So whatever whatever they write for the TV show that week, whatever they need, they'll have it there. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like you're bringing a cartoon into real life. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and one of the things with the ladder matches, I remember as a kid, I would watch them go up the ladder and they're so slow and i just think it's building like, the drama baby. i know but i'm like just it's freaking building the drama punch you, it like if, if you, you listen to win. the crowd when you're watching this match if you just if you're just silent and you, you yeah you hear the announcers but you just listen to the crowd when they do certain things you just hear the anticipation building as they're climbing you know but like, watch that's this part bump. of oh yeah. there's like no oh. give in that ring ouchie <laughs> yeah that ladder looks like it's seen Better days. So this yeah. is this is very off the cuff, but it, it um, I've always my entire fucking life despised when they put rape scenes in movies. Yeah, you know, and it's not that I've had some sort of rape in my life. It's not out of trauma. It's just uncomfortable. I don't right. want to fucking see that. And yeah. so I've always wondered about that, you know. And I, I could understand when it's an element of the story or whatever. But I've seen some movies where it's like unnecessarily brutal rape where it's I'm like, who the fuck would want to watch this? Yeah. And then I saw this movie called I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, the original? No. Oh, okay. I've only watched the original. Never seen it. Never cared. Don't watch it. All right. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. So this movie, I Spit on Your Grave, it's about this girl who gets brutally gang raped, and then the second half of the movie is her in different creative ways killing and brutalizing all the guys who raped her. Mm -hmm. I understood in that moment after I saw that movie that that second half of that movie would have been really dumb and shitty if it wasn't for all the rape in the beginning. So I kind of realized in that moment, oh... The reason that they put you through this uncomfortable trauma is so that it justifies something that happens later on in the narrative. And that, that just came to mind uh, what Alex was talking about, uh, building the tension. Yeah. And I think that that's almost a lot of the time, a lot of the key to suspension of disbelief, because no one, this is obvious, like we're talking about it right now. You know, but someone in that crowd is in the moment and actually watching it and enjoying it. And that's it's not that much work and it's not hard to constantly keep in your mind. um, We're building, we're building, you know, we're saving for later. That's what I even do in the podcast a lot of the times. If I have something really cool to talk about, excuse me, I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll state it in the beginning and then save it till the end. Yeah, that's uh, I forget the wrestling term, but there was like a like a little jingle, like make them wait. The show was great. Something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> but with that, like with me as a kid wanting to be like, hurry up. That is that building up inside. Like you want your guy to win. And it's yeah. like, why aren't you winning already? Because you want it so badly. Watch this. Oh. Woo. Oh, oh. <laughs> that looked like fun. Uh. <laughs> yeah, makes me want to get a mullet. <laughs> Do it. Do it. 
my hair already kind of just grows that way. I was going to say, do it like a special like one-up club where you like cut, cut your hair, grow it out, and cut it into a mullet on that bonus <laughs> episode. There you go. Damn it, that was a good idea. <laughs> this is ridiculous, though, by the way. How many times has he fully set up a ladder, a construction ladder? <laughs> Damn good workout, I'll tell you. It's so funny, the guy... Is it harder to do all this work or is it harder to be the guy laying on the ground? Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're both equally difficult, to be honest with you. They Both guys are actually working hard. Uh, I mean, right now, uh, we're coming up on the on the end of the match. So watch Shawn Michaels here. Ow. And now he, he almost ties himself into the – yeah, now he ties his leg into the rope. So now he's caught, can't get out. Dude, the, if he did that, if he just tied his leg in there on purpose, that's incredible. He did, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and if you want now, pay attention to Sean here because he's he's holding onto the ladder. He's trying to make it look, you know, he's he's hanging onto the ladder so Razor Ramon can't grab it. Now he's trying to get himself out. He's trying to work his way out and watch his arm as he gets out because he does get out here. But now watch, watch his arm. Now, oh shit! Now oh, his arm's right caught. Back. Damn it, his arm's caught now. He just can't get and out of his own way. He times it perfectly where he, oh, he gets out just as Razor Ramon grabs the belt. And, and that's something, too, with, like, the tags. Like, when you're watching a tag team match, and they're going to make the tag, and it's like, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? Especially if it's, like, a double tag where both sides are trying to tag. And the timing, it's like. Yeah. Like the timing what, is everything. Yes. yes and the absolutely. timing, they, they do such a good job because, you know, I'm sure I think we both see matches where like you watch something and the timing's off and it just it doesn't feel as good. You're like, uh but when the timing's I mean, perfect, it gets that build up inside. Yeah. That element of it to me suggests that some of this stuff can be just as hard or even harder sometimes than uh like if you if it was not a work. You know, it's tougher to pretend to almost win or to pretend to almost lose, I think, than it would be to just go out there and give it your all. Because when you're giving yeah. it your all, you don't have to think dynamically right. like that. Yeah. You know, but you remember what, what we talked about before about how um, all you need to do is master the one thing to have the key to everything. Yeah. That's how I'm, I'm trying to kind of reverse look at it in a way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about things that I, I have mastered or that I understand as a metaphor with the wrestling and all I gather is that it's super hard, way harder than it looks. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you with wrestling nowadays, the athleticism is way better than anything that was going on in 94, 95, way better. The guys are doing the, the most insane acrobatics and they're so athletic, but the emotional, the, the 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 psychology the it's just not there the 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 emotional roller coaster that that you would be taken on in matches like that ladder match we just saw or in matches you know like with Bret Hart or Hulk Hogan or any of those guys it's just not there anymore it's just not there and it's I don't think it's any fault of the guys I think it's just the way that the show's written now and the way that the show's presented. So yeah. it's it's definitely different, and I say this stuff was better for that reason alone. 
But athletically, the guys today can blow away anything these guys could do. It's just a matter of what's that? You mean that they're they're more athletic? They're more athletic now. They do a lot more flips, acrobatics. Yeah, they do a lot more. more about like doing tricks and stuff. Yeah, so now it looks much more choreographed than this stuff back then did. I mean, you could you could tell back then too. Well, obviously, these guys are putting on a performance and everything, but it's so much more obvious now. So much more obvious now. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say, I honestly can't remember the last time I try. I remember the last time I saw wrestling, but I don't remember the last time I saw uh, wrestling as in current. Like if I was at someone's house and it was on on cable or something. Yeah. It's been a few years, but the last time I did see that it was freaky it, it was like they weren't even trying to convince you of anything it was yeah. like it was like they were working at mcdonald's or something where they just clock in and then go do a bunch of flips and then go home it was exactly like um this person that we mutually know and talked about <laughs> once today <laughs> tremendous hey oh there you go let me go in do my shit and then <laughs> blow me about it afterwards All yeah right. All right. Welcome to Home <laughs> this is a bonus episode. So. so the next match we're going into is this is one I chose. This is Jake the Snake Roberts versus Earthquake. And it's from April 27th, 1991. I'm going to pull it up here now. Yes, we're pulling it up on YouTube because we can't find it on the Peacock channel. Uh, Peacock sucks so oh, bad. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so horrible. It does suck. It's awful. Did you send me the link to this? I did. I did okay. send what? it. Was it? Do you? Oh, I see it right here on YouTube. Uh-huh. Sweet. So I'm in. Earthquake versus Jake the Snake. Yes, that, Is that one. one. The one down there. Yep. Wait, which one? The so I think it's nine, that one. Nine minutes, twenty-two seconds. Yeah, four wrestling fans is the one who, like, number four wrestling fans. Yeah, nine minutes, twenty-two seconds. So before we start this match, I just want to kind of fill in so i've never seen this match you've never seen this match I've never seen this match, this wow. match traumatized me as a kid right up there with disney movies because <laughs> in this match jake the snake roberts is wrestling earthquake who it, it's funny because like back then he was a really big guy and now you look at him compared to like big guys now in terms of like heaviness and it's like, he's really not that big. He but was back like 400 pounds. He was a big guy. Yeah, but like compared to some of the really big guys, he just, I don't think he, like, and maybe it's just from being a kid watching it, but he doesn't seem like he as He was like 6'5 and like 400 pounds. But he yeah, 6'5. He was, five, a, so, but he was yeah, a big guy. Talking about like wide and I, I think the way people's bodies are oh, today. Okay. So you guys are both saying that people now are bigger. Yes. Like, okay, do you remember like... Like, for me as a kid, like, when somebody was a little chubby, they, you know, like, they get picked on for being fat. And now it's, like, somebody, like, somebody like that is kind of normal looking. So it's not as bad as, I guess, it once was thought of, maybe. I don't know. But so this match, he was a big dude. And he, spoilers if you haven't watched the match, he, uh, Jake gets tied up in the ropes and he pulls out. His snake, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, had a snake, Damien, a python, I believe. Yeah. And I loved Damien. I loved the snake. 
I didn't always like Jake the Snake Roberts, but I didn't care because I loved the snake. And so Earthquake pulls him out, drags him, because he's in, like, this big sack, pulls him up and puts him in the ring and, like, jumps and squashes him. And as a child watching this, I just thought, he just killed an innocent animal. I was crying. I oh, was so... but he didn't so... really kill it? We know that now? No, I don't think so. No. Um, from yeah, what I've problem. gathered, they took, like, they switched out the sack, and it was a tube of, like, hamburger and pantyhose to go, like, get the shape. But as a kid, and I just remember thinking, please let it be not real. Like, please let there not be a snake in there, because I was so upset that this poor creature was just crushed and probably killed. And, like, Jake did such a good job selling it. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, I was a kid, and it just it killed me that I hated him. I was like, you if I who? ever... Jake the Snake? No, Earthquake. Oh. Like, if I ever, like, ran into that guy, like, I was a kid. What the fuck was I going to do? But I was like, I'll fucking kill him. I will find <laughs> a way. You know, because it was just like, you don't do that. So I thought, like... You know, we've talked about Lush and everything and not saying this was Lush, but just like that emotion. (laughs) But it's that emotion, like pulling it out of you and like, you know, being devastated as a kid watching a wrestling match. And so I thought this would be a fun one for us to watch. Yeah. And when you told me about it, I I knew of the angle, the storyline. I never actually saw this match. So now I haven't watched this match since it aired. Oh, okay then. So, so a, wow. as a kid, be nostalgic. Yes, I have not watched it since, and this is from April twenty seventh, ninety one. So I was ten at the time. I wasn't born. <laughs> you were probably in another lifetime. You haven't quite <laughs> yeah. transitioned Somewhere. over yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to? Wanna, let's see. You want to do a countdown? We'll start yes. it up. All right. Uh, let's see if there's an ad. Yeah. Hopefully, there's no ad. I have no ad. I don't have one. All right, let me. I'm gonna hit mine here and see if it gives us an ad. Hopefully, it doesn't. Yeah, got I, I've an got ad. an ad, so I got I got ah, about ten seconds. Yeah, here. of Good did that. pizza. So this, what you were saying just a second ago, um, kind of. Well, I'll wait till we start. And I'll tell you this. All right, here we go and go. Jimmy Hart, yes, the megaphone. Jimmy Hart's awesome. So, like, looking at Earthquake, oh. I don't think he's as large as some heavy people are, like, when you look at him now. He's a big guy, absolutely. That's a big old boy, yeah. Yeah. You know how they always bitch you with this sort of concept that you're talking about? Height. It's always the height. Yeah. yeah. You know, Joe Rogan is shorter than me, and I'm not tall. How tall are you? Well, I don't want to say now. <laughs> I'm six, 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 point six. <laughs> Tremendous. I am very tall. Oh, here comes Jake the snake. So Damien, his snake, is in his sack. Damien? That sounded weird. Yes. It's in his sack. <laughs> Damien is what he called his snake. Yeah, that's, that's the snake's name. Our, out of uh, those other matches... Um, I was thinking about changing one. I'll tell you more about this later. But it was the match for the custody of Damien, the little boy. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, okay. I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. So this match, the bell just rang. They're going at it. Why is Jimmy Hart still in the ring? 
the hell's he doing? Because he's like all about it. He's getting into oh, okay. it. So he throws a snake out. Oh, shit. And everyone gets out of the ring. And of course, I'm like, I would want to jump in and play with it because I'm me. And so that's the real snake? Yeah. yeah so that's, that's the snake. That's the snake. Okay. Oh, I see. So, what does he get it back in the bag? Or he something? puts it back in the bag. Okay. It's like such a magic trick when you think about it. So he actually has to wrangle a snake right here, though. Right? Yeah, that he works yeah. with a snake. He would. He he traveled oh, with this snake. Oh, so the snake's so cute. It looks like on my screen. It looks like your cat's trying to get the snake. Oh, she, <laughs> oh. did. She was going for that. This, this is our cat, Junior. I'm so allergic to him. I have to have um, my inhaler <laughs> close by, and it's not next to me, so. So, all right, so he pulls the snake out so at they the want, beginning of the match. Yeah, they want the ref to get the snake out of the ring. <laughs> Who's the guy with the megaphone? Is That's he, Jimmy, Hart, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. What does he do? He's a manager. He's a manager. Just a uh, yeah. Yeah, for what they what they used to do is they would bring in these guys like Jimmy Hart who could talk who could do interviews and promos for a lot of the guys like earthquake for example wasn't considered a a, a good talker so they'd give him a manager and and in wow. the wwf back then what they did was all the bad guys for the most part had managers a lot of them could talk just fine but they still gave him a manager yeah okay so wow. he's got the snake in the bag now now the snake is in the bag. Why was there ever a snake? I don't know. I'm so that was confused. his gimmick. That was just his gimmick. It's what he did. He, he does that every time. He, yeah. yeah. He used to bring out a snake with him all the time. Yeah. Every match, he takes out that big ass snake. That's fucking crazy. Oh, as such, what would happen is he, if he beats the guy, he would beat the guy, and then after after he beats him, he would take a snake out and throw it on the guy. Yeah. And oh let the God. snake like crawl all over him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I would break character. Falling <laughs> on me like, no. I would too. I'd be like, oh, I love you. I'm taking you. Are you a snake guy? I love all creatures. I'm not I, a snake I love snakes, reptiles, no. spiders. I, yeah. I love all creatures. I don't have anything against any creatures or even snakes. I just know that practically, uh, it's not that I've got a big phobia, but I see one. I'm like, ah. I'm scared enough of them. I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm not a snake person at all. I am. I got to, there's a place in Saugus, Mass called Curious Creatures. So, and they, so wait a second. Oh. He just had to put, he put them under he the ring. He put them under the ring because they're because saying, they're saying he get, get the snake I away. See. We need the snake I away. Okay. Yeah. It's actually brilliant. Yeah. It, 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 great, great way to, uh, do the switcheroo yeah, here yeah. when it comes. Absolutely. And Jake does such a good job. Just he he's so good at like coming out there and selling it. What oh, the hell oh, are you oh. doing? What's under the mat? So that's the snake. They're grabbing the snake. He's getting the fucking snake back out. Yeah. So why did he just Oh, I see, because he's gonna do the thing. Gotcha. Yeah. He's gonna dangle his dick on his shoulders. Basically. So now he's getting tied up in the ropes. So Earthquake is tying Jacob in the ropes. So he's stuck. He can't get out. He is helpless. He could sell that tie a little bit better, though. She's <laughs> <laughs> just holding his arm. <laughs> he's having a seizure on the ropes. He's trying to break free. He's trying to break free. The megaphone guy just threw the ref down. Is that what happened? 
I missed it. The ref. Oh, oh he's yeah, stopping yeah, the, ref. Stopping yeah, the ref. Yeah, he's stopping him. Like, don't you dare. Don't help him. trying to help him out. Yeah. Oh, you can if you you're gonna. You're, the ref, Alex? No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I may have at one point or another. I don't think you were allowed to hit the ref. <laughs> what? Okay, so what's he gonna do here? I'm like watching the bag, like making sure it's not moving. <laughs> but now watch. He's like, I'm gonna squash your snake. That's what she said. Oh. Man. <laughs> Does he do? Does he do the uh, the earthquake? So this is what broke your heart. Splash or whatever. Yeah. Is that what he does here? I remember why. Oh, and I remember like as a kid, like no, no, don't do it. No. This is about to fuck me up right now. Yeah. As an adult. Oh. What the hell? What the hell is this? They're not showing it. What is they this? Showed the news guy. They cut to the commentator. Oh, so they so they didn't show the actual. That's like the TV version. I see. He's, okay. he's crying. My snack. Oh, I was like. Did he do it just once or did he do it again? I, I want to say he did it again. I bet. I don't know. But just like after one. Yeah, he's yeah. doing it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. No. Oh, the he's trauma. It. Yeah. <laughs> building That's, it up. Building it up. Yeah. Sure. It's oh, yeah. like. Absolutely. Oh. Why aren't they showing it? Oh, because that would fuck you up. Like the people in the audience. It did fuck me up. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's why we're watching this. <laughs> Cheering stopped. I'm sure you can surmise its outcome. I promise you, we will not return to the arena until the walking natural disasters rampage has ceased. <laughs> Sean Mooney. <laughs> Apparently, we are not going to return to ringside. But let me make it clear, we will return to the event center if the carnage continues. If the carnage continues. Now that's selling it. Oh, yeah. That's how you sell a product. Absolutely. That's something Vince McMahon definitely is a genius at. All right, so, okay. And from that point on, I hated that man. Oh, that's, that's heat. Oh. That's a heel. You're not, you check on your snake, bro. What are you doing? I think he knows it's dead <laughs> or something. Do they open the bag at all? Does he look at it? Or they can't. Look at it? There's no way. Because they'd have to pull out a dead snake. Who wouldn't be? I mean, every child in America, every... See, and this is the Lucy part, too. If yeah. you were a little girl watching this, you just yeah. saw a snake get murdered. And you just heard Vince McMahon say, every child in America. You know, <laughs> this is so. the same scene in The Lion King where uh, Simba's, like, trying to curl up under his dad's corpse. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what this is. I remember as a kid even thinking, what the fuck is this? And, like, he's trying to get the, the, the tie the rope, trying to like undo it. He's using his teeth to try to like pull it. Desperation. And, oh, right there. He can't. He can't even look. It's so bad. Like no, he did look. No, I know, but, but he can't. Like yeah. he has to turn away so yeah. quickly because. And he I love. Just... I love how they pan to the crowd shots, and you get. They always get the the that concerned person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm glad. 
that I was never that this was in a live show I was at because I'd be like the kid like crawling like crying and bawling and screaming and it goes to an ad of course yeah, of course not but I, I would be like crying and screaming and just like trying to like get my hands on that guy and like rip him apart was that the um, end of the thing was that that, it? that was pretty much it um okay. that, yeah that's the end that's yeah I mean, I mean, wow. that was basically it. That was that was the wow. match. Um, what a match. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of shit fucks people up. Yeah, oh. man. Because if you believed that, oh man, then you would be telling your friend at school. I was watching wrestling last night. This yeah. guy had a snake, and some other guy had it in a bag and jumped on it to death. Yeah, he sat mm-hmm. on it yep. with his fat ass. Yeah, yep. big old fat guy. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, and just watching it now. Obviously, I'm not reacting the way I did as a child, but it's still like I think Jake did such a good job selling it. It's still like it puts you if you allow yourself to go in that moment again and almost believe it and feel that like that pain and just put yourself in his shoes. Maybe it's the empath in me, but ah. Oh. So good, so bad, I mean, but so good. That's kind of how I always tr- try to look at things generally. Anyway, you know, is what if that were me, or you know, how would it be if I had to deal with that? And most of the time, there's no answer. Most of the time, it's like I don't know. That would suck. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Good but- thing on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that was those are our matches that we chose for this bonus episode, and we're actually gonna hop over to your show next to watch some more, right? Mm-hmm. Nice, tremendous! Everybody, check out the Wrong Warp. Yeah. So for our listeners, thank you for joining us in this bonus episode, and thank you so much to Ketsuban from the Wrong Warp podcast. Yes, Ketsuban hey. is the man. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. You guys are great. Thank Over you. On my show, we're going to watch New Jack, who yes. unfortunately, RIP, just died. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. He did. New Jack. So, in honor of that, we're going to watch New Jack versus Vic Grimes, who I do not know of, pre fall 2002. And then we're going to watch the um, ladder match, another ladder match. It's Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh. And this match is actually determining the custody of a uh, child. It's actually Rey Mysterio's son, his his actual real life son. Yeah, and his name is Damien. Ah, uh, there we go. All right, let's check it out. All right, everybody, All check right. out the wrong warp. Yes. Alrighty, so we're back. We're back. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yes. That was a lot of fun. That poor snake, just oh crushed. my gosh, I. Yeah. Taking my louche. <laughs> it's too bad. I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I wanted to share that because I wanted to kind of share like what I went through as a child. Like I legit loved wrestling as a child. And I just, yeah. I You just were traumatized. I felt the emotions that these wrestlers phenomenally portrayed. They did a good job. Jake the Snake Roberts was a master. Is a master. Oh man! Holy shit! So good. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. I just think of John Levitt's acting. Thank you. Oh, man. So good. Just when he opened uh, the bag and got pissed and just, oh, oh like, he couldn't even look. look. I, oh, oh yeah. it was so awesome. Like, so good. Barely nothing happened. And so good. Like, that is so good. Like, nothing happened. And, like, everyone, so like, the devastation. The, the crowd, like, the just the, the way the cameramen just scanned the crowd and, and found, like, the most pissed off and... Like scared upset. and hurt and upset yeah. people. It was just great. I'm, I'm gonna share. So I'm gonna. Good. I'm gonna share something with our listeners in this bonus episode. Oh boy! When I was a small child, I witnessed my dog get hit by a car. What? You and never I, told me this. Yes, I have. No. I think I was more traumatized by Damien getting squashed by you an earthquake. You never told me you got, your dog got hit. Yeah, by a car. Shortcake, our basset hound. She got loose and ran out and got hit by a car. Wow. Yep. And I think I was more traumatized by that match than watching my dog get hit by a car. Wow. Wow. Now you might be thinking that's fucked up, but I'm just, I'm being honest. Like I was traumatized. Wow. Yeah. Damn. How old were you when this happened? I don't know. Maybe like seven or eight. Jeez. Wow. I think maybe looking back now, maybe it's because I knew it was an accident Whereas this was intentional. Like somebody intentionally tried to hurt an animal. And well, maybe in my mind, I, I got that it was an accident and nobody did it on purpose. It was just something that happened. But here, somebody was intentionally trying to cause harm, harm to another living creature that's helpless. I see. Hmm. I'm just trying to psychoanalyze myself. It's fun to do, isn't it? Yes, it is. Psychoanalyzing yourself. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Good times. Oh, yeah. So... That was a lot of fun anyway, yeah. as, as I was saying, and uh, we hope you had fun too. Yes. And again, we did a couple more matches with Ketsuban over yes. on his podcast, The Wrong Warp. Mm-hmm. Go and check that out. It's a good time. And you can find us in his after show if you subscribe to the One Up Club, so do it. Yeah, do it. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Ketsuban's a good dude. And he, and he has, always has on great guests and yes. just great conversations. Yeah, even his solo shows. Yeah. They're just, they're just they're fun awesome. to listen to. They yeah. really are. So check that out for sure. And as far as us, check us out on social media. We have Twitter. At Homewrecker Pod. And that's it. That's it. Because F everything else. Right. And really F Twitter too, honestly. <laughs> I really just. We're only in it for, you, for I, like the people on there. You guys and everyone. Seriously, like that's it. on there. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, like lately I've been not going on there as much even yeah, before when, when I would go on I would just kind of like stuff and I do wait. once in a blue moon I'll like you know tweet something mm-hmm. but lately I just haven't even been been going on at all and it's it's great it's nice it's, to have that break yeah it really is yeah get getting caught up in the scrolling and, and everything yeah. it's like, sometimes ah. we need that just maybe think our friend I is a previous guest he yeah. took a break. Yeah, good yeah. for him. Yes. Good so, for him. And, and that's awesome. Like, Absolutely. If, if you're listening, guys, we love you. Shout out to you for yeah. taking a break. Absolutely. I think we all need to do that sometimes. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I, I reached out to him, actually, and uh, and he got back to me. He said everything was cool. He just needed a break. And yeah. I was like, that's great. And that's that's awesome. That's Ab- super yeah. healthy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So send in love to eyes and yes. all of our friends. We love you all. And Absolutely. all of our hearers and our watchers and our Twitter pals. We love you all. For sure. Yes. And how can people find 
Just you, my lady. Find me on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. You can find my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. And now I'm trying to update my website, tarotbymonique.com. So you can just buy directly through there. I'm trying to bring the price down a little bit if you buy directly through my website because Etsy has ridiculous fees. So I'm trying to pass that savings on to everyone else who buys through my website. So fuck social media and fuck Etsy too. Yes. All right. And you, my dear, how can people find you? I'm on Twitter too, but like I just said, I don't really go on there too, too much. But if you want to follow me, yeah, cool. I'm at the Alex Arion, and you can check out alexarionfitness.com. Right on. Banga, banga, boom. Nice. So, again, thanks for joining us on this bonus episode. We do appreciate it. Thank you for spending your time with us. That is, of course, the most valuable currency that anybody has. Fact. So the fact that you guys choose to spend your time with us, we do not take that lightly. We really do appreciate it. So until next time, I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. <laughs>